get two uh, senior people uh, in the state, one a past president and the other incumbent, uh, go at each other like this it is most unfortunate. It actually is a reflection of the difficulties that uh, the African National Congress is going through. Uh, president Zuma uh, is, has, has a record that is uh, that has seen him dragged to the courts for one alleged uh, offence or another, and he has spent the best part of uh, the last, I think, 2005 to now would be more than 15 years <clears throat> trying to fight off going to court. And part of the fight has involved uh, him um, uh, accusing people of uh, some kind of conspiracy to get him to to, to deal with the question, with the, with the questions that are being raised about his uh, uh, problem. I say it's a problem for the ANC because uh, in the past, where the organization was uh, working normally, you would get... Uh, uh, senior leaders, even mm. elders, to get the two to come together and talk about this because it's very, very uh, bad for the health of the nation. Um, mm. I hope after the meeting that took place in December, which you referred to, uh, things uh, will improve. I hope it does. There are still a lot of problems, and uh, to assume that um, it's going to be easy would be a wrong approach to uh, solving a very difficult problem, but it is resolvable. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Msimang, might we perhaps also take the view here that any any sort of process, whether it's a parliamentary process or a process that we see playing itself out in the courts, is an opportunity for uh, you know for, for issues to be to be surfaced. Um, you know, if if anybody, even the incumbent, has has you know anything to answer for, incumbency should be you know by no means mean that 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 it's it's absolution for uh, accountability or not answering a case or questions here. I suppose what makes this particularly tricky here is a, a number of legal minds will tell you that actually this, this uh, what he's being accused of sounds very odd here. They don't think that, that there's, there, there's any merit, in fact, to, to what he's being accused of. And that's perhaps also what, what makes it as ugly as, as, it, as we've seen it. Yes, absolutely. That is the problem. I am not a legal expert. Let me say that up front. But uh, uh, <laughs> common sense tells you that this is frivolous. Uh, Billy Downer was himself accused. Uh, uh, I think uh, Zuma asked him to recuse himself in a case because he said the NPA, uh, uh, he had disclosed some information and therefore he should be withdrawn. He lost that case. So having lost the case, he escalates the problem to um, uh, President Cyril Lamaposa. I, I don't know about the merits of this case. Um, mm. uh, my own opinion and listening to legal people and common sense, uh, Cyril Lamaposa has, of course, to respond in the manner that he does because it, he regards this case as quite frivolous, and there is a very strong likelihood that it will be dis- dismissed as such. So mm. for him to uh, ready himself to go and answer this and waste very valuable time, there are so many crises that the country is facing, uh, would 
I, I, I sympathize with his position in, entirely. He really should protect himself and protect um, uh, the state and, and deal mm. with important issues instead of this. Mm-hmm. Let me welcome uh, uh, Professor Begim Gomezulu to the discussion as well. Uh, Prof, thank you very much for your time and, and a happy new year to you as well. Perhaps just on, on that uh, that last point there about how each of, of, of these parties feel that the former president, perhaps one may even argue understandably, as somebody who, who um, has felt as, as though he's been attacked and fairly so, um, has had to be uh, on, on, on really the, the defense, um, a number of cases, been in the courts quite a bit, feels as though he's, he's being attacked. Does, does he, I suppose, is how he feels here justified? And I suppose is the the, the fight back and the pushback that we're seeing from President Ramaphosa are also justified here, given really the nature of what he's being accused of. No, uh, good morning, my sister, and happy new year to you, your team, your management, uh, Dr. Simang, and of course uh, to your listeners. Uh, basically, uh, we are starting this year on a very negative note. Uh, as uh, Dr. Msimang already indicated, we ended it on a very negative note again. Mm-hmm. And from where I'm standing, I'm a bit uh, uh, pessimistic that uh, things will get better. I welcomed the message by the president, for instance, his New Year's message to the nation, which is something that he's supposed to do uh, in his position. But uh, one of the things that um, gives uh, me pessimism is that um, as much as the message of the president is okay, but I think that uh, with load shedding still ongoing, we are not out of the woods yet. Mm. But that is just by the side. Now, to answer your question, uh, for me, the key question here is uh, how did we get here? Uh, it's the environment we're under which we're operating that has put us to where we are. I, I can uh, sympathize with them. Um, Dr. Msimang's frustration, and luckily himself and myself have been handling some of these issues in national platforms, and it's very concerning because you fail to understand how the ANC got to where it is right now. The reason why the former president is using every opportunity to defend himself is because the environment itself within the ANC has become toxic. It's toxic amongst men and sadly it's toxic even amongst leaders. Uh, what we are seeing here is something that is not supposed to be happening. For instance, I have made the comments in the past saying that uh, even our legal system is not assisting us on some of these issues uh, because uh, you find issues that appear to be simple, like Dr. Tamsimang, I'm not a legal expert, but common sense will prevail and will tell you that some of uh, the decisions that are made by our legal practitioners are themselves questionable, mm-hmm. which then answers the question I asked at the beginning. How did we get here? So the ANC is not the ANC that some of us know, that some of us have studied, that some of us have written about, that some of us have tried all we could to make sure that the ANC remains alive. Our leaders have failed us dismally, and there is no hope. So in this case, the reason why uh, we are having this situation is because uh, there isn't uh, any good relations at the moment between former President Jacob Zuma and the incumbent President Cyril Ramaphosa. And I don't see this dissipating. Part of the reason is that they themselves have not provided the necessary leadership uh, to make sure that whenever emotions run high amongst members of the ANC, mm. they prevail 
and then they calm the situation. Instead, they contribute to the situation. Like, for instance, this case has further divided the organization, as Dr. Simon was saying, mm. because there are people who are going to align themselves with the, pres- the incumbent president, and there will be those who will align themselves with the former president, whom they see as a victim of political ma- ma- maneuvering. And then some, of course, will say, is a victim of some of the uh, activities of our justice system. So these speculations will always be there, and mm. they are not helping the ANC at all. And, and Prof, in terms yes. of the, the possibility of there being a political solution to this, it seems as though that, uh, that that's no longer possible. I mean, as soon as you go to the courts, it's now in a completely different realm. The public is now watching. We expect that uh, um, that the courts will be impartial, that they won't be led by or influenced by any particular faction. They have to deal with what, what is before them, the facts, the merits of, of each argument and, and each case. So, so even trying to perhaps think about politically how you might try, try and, and, and deal with with these two figures and the individuals of of, of the, the the incumbent and the former president here it just seems as though the options um have, have just become significantly reduced here because it's now been taken to to the realm of the court you, you know what so you are being generous my sister when you say uh, the possibility of a political solution has been reduced it's non-existent and the reason why it's non-existent is because if you look at uh, the National Working Committee, look at the NEC, look at the PECs in different provinces, go down to the branch level, the ANC is torn to the core. Then it means that uh, those people who ordinarily have provided the leadership and have, would have appealed to both leaders and say, for the sake of the organization, can you please find each other? Mm. So those people are not there because they themselves are not clean. They are implicated in this by virtue of the fact that uh, instead of looking at issues as they present themselves, they go there already with a subjective mind, which then becomes difficult. And then your second point is even more important because once you take a matter to court, it's for the court to decide on the matter. And then, of course, some people will come back smiling, others will feel aggrieved, and so on and so forth. Mm. But then uh, the, 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 the reality of the matter here is we are where we are because of the history of what has been happening in the organization, where people have deviated and they've derailed, in fact, from the ANC's principles. Dr. Simang will tell you what the principles of the ANC that we know are. And those principles are not being adhered to. So which means that even this issue of collective responsibility in the ANC is long gone. Whenever something goes wrong, I blame Sebe. Whenever something goes right, I credit Dr. Msimang as an individual. And you cannot run an organization like that because the organization, that is the ANC, has always been known to take full responsibility when things go wrong. And then when you go public, you don't blame each other. But then when we are in closed meetings, that is where you become honest. My brother, you've done wrong here, mm. you've done wrong here. But then when you go to the public, we then speak in one language. This has all gone and that is why I'm so pessimistic about any possibility sure. of a political solution. Dr. Msimang, perhaps please comment on, on that, that this, this, this ANC, as, as Professor Mgomezulu says, is, is, not, is, is unrecognizable. It isn't the same, the same organization that many have studied over the years. You've been part of it over, over the years. What's, what's gone wrong here? Or, or, or are there elements that you still recognize, that you still think, um, if, if remembered, can in fact uh, salvage the, the legacy, really, um, that, that many of you have contributed to? 
Uh, professor, I refer to him as Ngabayenkos uh, <laughs> when I talk about his surname. <laughs> he raises very, um, very key issues. Um, I am very much a member of the ANC. I'm pained by what is by what is taking place. I have absolutely no personal interest in becoming a leader, but rather to see Mandela's the Tulis. Uh, uh, Campbell and the party of very many people who actually made it possible, whose, whose efforts made it possible for this country to be free. The fact that the ANC still, still remains in government today, in spite of all the things that are happening, is because really of its footprint, because of its relationship to the people that I'm talking about. In their honor, some of us will continue to try and find a solution to this uh, problem. It's by no means easy. You know, when there is a death in the family or a sickness, you don't run away. That's the only explanation I'm in the ANC today. Is it a cause? Mm. I don't think it quite is, although I don't want to take too much issue with uh, Zagadza. Um, it's, it's a difficult situation. How did we... I don't think, by the way, also, there are a number of the points that you raised, one of them, the, the justice system, I, I, I'm not going to defend it. I'm not sure whether it is actually not being used by people who have something to hide uh, and, and, and accusing it of being weaponized. Is it? I don't know. I have not seen strong proof that the justice system is... Uh, is weaponized, is being used as a political tool by one group in the ANC against the other. It might be happening, but I'm yet to see a clear case. Judgments are made, whether in the political area or elsewhere, that are not always correct. People appeal those things, and, uh, and that has, uh, that's how the system works. Mm. So there mm. is that issue that is the, that gets raised by many people, unfortunately, most of whom find themselves really uh, in difficult circumstances because of their own behavior. Uh, regarding the uh, problem of the ANC, it, it starts at the top. That's where the fish rots from, as, they, as the saying goes. And uh, uh, the last meeting of the ANC conference um, took place um, amidst serious tensions. You asked you were to ask me whether it was successful mm. or not. I would say it succeeded because it didn't collapse. <laughs> um, mm. there, there were there was behaviour from some of the members delegates from uh, one province, KZN in particular, that seemed intended to wreck the conference, just to completely paralyze it. Sure. And it is a fact publicly known that uh, Jacob Zuma had said they should not, they should make it impossible for uh, President Ramaphosa to deliver his speech. Yeah. You know, that kind of attitude can't be justified in any way. I don't think we should uh, always see, treat the problem as equal. One group of innocents going wrong and another group of innocents mm. uh, doing the right thing. We 
have to recognize that part of the problem starts with corruption, um, which goes way, way back sure. uh, in the organization. The arms deal was full of corruption. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Thank you very much for staying with us on this first day of uh, the new year, 2023. And uh, we we kick it off as as we ended it, really, talking about the most pressing issues of the day, where really the state of leadership of the country is. And we're looking at how this uh, fight between former President Zuma and uh, current President Ramaphosa is playing out. Show your views uh, with us by ringing us on 086-000-2032. Post your comments on Twitter at The Weekend View and tag me at 7 Gambule as well. I want to bring in Solim Weng now, who is um, a brand uh, a, a brand specialist and uh, who's joining us now on the line. So it's good to speak to you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Uh, the, the sort of impact that this is having on brand South Africa, that this fight that leaders of the country are having, what what is it really? Do, do we have an appreciation of the extent of the damage that's likely as a result of this? Good morning to you, to the listeners, and to your guests, uh, Mabusum Samarit. Uh, look, it's, it, the thing is, this is not new. It didn't start yesterday. What we have seen happening uh, has been an escalation of bad within the African National Congress. And I think the rest of society of the world must choose whether it sees South Africa from the perspective of the African National Congress, which is bad in my view, or from the perspective of South Africa, what it can, what what its potential is, and what it can still achieve. But now the ANC is really hating South Africa. I mean, I must say it with very much pain that what is happening in the ANC is almost like this. This organization is pressing its knee on South Africa's neck of potential. So, of course, people are looking at this and say, but, you know, this is... Unfortunately, also, when we look around the world, there's death of leadership. That's a, that's, that, that's a painful point. But in terms of Africa, South Africa has been seen for many years as the country that would show the world that black people in particular can lead a modern democracy successfully. And we failed. And I think this is what happens when you have one political party in, in office for too long. It's no longer about the country that is supposed to lead further and further away from the pain of colonialism and apartheid, but it's also about, about rent seeking in the ANC. It's not, it didn't start yesterday. It's not going to start tomorrow. Mm. But it's also about, about the, the way the, the criminal justice system has been weakened over the years of state capture and, and, and it's struggling to stand up again and to do what it must. What is happening between the president and, the, and, his, and his successor must be sorted out by, by the courts. I think one of your guests did say, look, we can't interfere, but the world is watching this. The, the world had been hoping that Ramaphosa would come out strengthened again in, in order to focus on, this, on the affairs of state, especially ahead of the next elections. But he's not able to do so because of Zuma really making sure that he doesn't pushing pulling him back with, with him into the dungeons, as it were. Mm-hmm. What of you know caring about legacy? So we we often expect that those who who really are afforded the privilege at some point in their lives to lead to lead a country to to really be able to to shape generations, if you will, that they'd be concerned about the legacy that that they build while they are in office, and and of course try to to cement that legacy even even after um, their, their their tenure in office. Here, here, two two individuals. One is I suppose still building. 
um, his legacy because he's still in office. And, and here's one here who, uh, in, the, in the former president, who seems to perhaps not, not be concerned at all, or maybe saying that uh, he is the sort of person who fight until the end, had to fight through the struggle, had to fight during his presidency, fighting after the fact that maybe that might be his legacy. But is he one who is who is concerned by that, or or does does it seem as though you know it doesn't matter any, anymore? He's he's fighting to to survive here, and and that's really what it's about. Yeah, look, uh, Professor Fadu mustn't make the mistake of thinking that Ramaphosa is in trouble almost solely because of Zuma. That's not the case. Zuma is just adding to Ramaphosa's headaches, all right? Ramaphosa has not <laughs> yeah. covered himself with much glory over the past five years. <laughs> we know how he came in as the last saviour for South Africa, the man who's mm. going to take us away from the pains of Pesquet's state capture. And But look at everything that's happened under him. This Waji has not been a strong leader. He has been actually very, very weak. He has uh, he's had at least a lot of things to happen within the African National Congress. Congress that shouldn't have happened. When he came in, first of all, Arthur Fraser, for instance, why did he deploy him to another position? He came in with a cabinet with people who had been deployed by Zuma throughout the system, who remained in the system. And probably he thought, okay, they would respect him because he's a new boss. He's not. He has been failing. So Ramaphosa cannot turn around and nobody can turn around today and, and say that Ramaphosa's problems are because of Zuma. I think that as a country, we made a mistake by making the ANC believe that it's it's there to govern forever. It shouldn't. We didn't sign up at the end of apartheid for a one-party state. And the ANC sees itself as being there. And when you have the same people in power for far too long, they forget. They're just thinking that South Africa belongs to the African National Congress. South Africa does not belong to the African. The only people who can save South Africa from the ANC are the South Africans themselves. They need to wake up. And, uh, you know, with due respect to Mangozo, whom I, I respect huge, hugely, uh, the ANC needs to go out there and walk its wilderness and find a way to, and find its soul again it can if it can but while it keeps trying to do that while it's in power it's dragging south africa further down with it mm-hmm. how how do we try to protect ourselves from uh, as to, to solid's point that the party needs to go figure itself out but of course try limit or minimize the the damage that that it can do to the rest of the country is that even possible though uh, no, my sister, it will be a mammoth task uh, because firstly, you need uh, astute leadership to lead the organization to the right direction. Secondly, you need uh, a membership that is uh, clear about what the ANC stands for. For as long as you find people joining the ANC for personal gains, you have a problem. And then secondly, uh, you need a party that is truthful to itself. And the first thing to do is to admit that uh, things have gone wrong and then try to establish how this uh, ship, uh, in fact, lost uh, its road and then try to um, refocus it. But the only mm. way you can do it, like Dr. Um, Simon uh, was saying, if you are looking at a fish uh, rotting uh, from the head, start from there. Don't start from the branches. Start from there. If leaders are doing the right thing, and then, of course, those who are making a lot of noise, for, I mean, I mean, um, in the branches and in the provinces, will definitely feel that what we are doing is untoward. Then let us focus on rebuilding this organization. But the only way you can do it, of course, is if you have a strong opposition. Complacency has contributed to the challenges that the ANC is facing. No matter how many own goals the ANC scores, it still wins um, uh, the election, limping as it were, but it wins the election. And the reason is because our opposition parties are not helping us in the situation. 
opposition. If we had strong opposition parties, then, of course, the ANC would have been forced to do things the right way. This complacency is because of that, because they know that even if we, we misbehave, even if we blame each other, even if we do the kinds of things that we do, we still survive. And mm. that is not right. And like like uh, uh, the colleague uh, from Prince of Africa was saying, uh, this complacency then definitely will continue. Look at what happened um, in Nigeria with the PDP. Look at what happened uh, in Kenya with Kanu. And the list goes on. Political parties that liberated those countries, at some point, they became complacent, and then uh, the rest is history. South Africa, then, is not an exception in this regard, which means that uh, the route that the other countries have faced, the other liberation movements have faced, then, of course, South Africa cannot be, uh, in fact, uh, an exception in that regard. We might be heading the same direction. And in fact, the situation will get even worse. Like, like mm. I can see it happening in 2024. If we have a coalition government, that will be into for disaster in this country because we are not ready for them either. Dr. Msimang, of course, now I suppose the the next goal for, for President Ramaphosa is the 2024 election um, for for the party to to perform well. But of course, the many crises, um, which some may argue, in fact, should be bigger than uh, the the performance of the party in 2024, that should be about improving the lives of South Africans, the the, the power issue, issues around crime and and, and so on. How how does, in your view, or how should he, in fact, take this up as he has now been given a strong mandate by, by the party, take this for and, and show, show decisive leadership over the next couple of years. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, uh, it's not often that a panel of discussions uh, agree as much as the three of us do here. <laughs> um, so I attempt to, to to respond to this. We do have a crisis, by the way. There is no time frame by which a liberation movement must go. It all happens because arrogance creeps in, and it doesn't have to stand up poor, uh, say what you like, uh, had a single ruler who was very strict about that, fair, uh, not as democratic as many people thought they should be, uh, but who kept the country afloat and actually growing. Uh, There are a number of other countries like that. Uh, So the, the ANC allowed corruption to come into the process. Uh, And it continued for a very long state. Capture was the epitome of that. Um, You had uh, Cyril Ramaphosa coming in, and unfortunately, he wasn't a president who was able to uh, stand up to the crisis. It it just, the dawn didn't come. The new dawn did not arrive. So how do you go forward now? It's a very difficult thing because... uh, President Ramaphosa is still facing other investigations. Yes. And if any one of them were to say uh, he has a case to answer, that really would almost be kaput for his presidency. Yes. That, that's the reality. I don't know if it's going to go like that. Um, but in the time that he has, he has to really ensure that uh, the people in his, his co-leaders build up the ANC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he must attend to matters of state because the ANC happens to be in government. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but I just want to say, in spite of this really long ongoing crisis of the ANC, people have not moved in drones to opposition parties. Indeed. So 
it tells us something about the poor state of national politics in the country. Mm, and mm. So uh, I think um, reference was made to uh, the coalitions. Uh, the examples, the, the performance to date is really not reassuring. So that uh, we're in for a very difficult time because, uh, as, as they say, because be careful of what you, 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 you wish for. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, Dr. Msimang, I think that's a, that's a great point to leave it on as well, that uh, let, let's not at all be fooled. We, we are in for, for a tough road ahead. We have to park it, unfortunately, so much more to... Uh, so much more, of course, uh, for us to to in, in, engage on these these issues here. Uh, Professor Begim Gomezulu, um, ANC event director of Mavosim Simang, and of course uh, Soli Muweng, um, who is a brand reputation management advisor, um, with us there. Thank you very much for your time.